are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Radiant Culture Podcast. It's another episode. This is episode 91 as we continue the discussion from the last two episodes and this is the final part and on this episode we're focusing on perceptions that we have about prayer and how God actually answers prayer. Have a listen and enjoy. The final point is uh, something that was actually raised by one of our um, hosts who's not here today and she said she was talking about prayer Mm -hmm. and how God answers prayer, right? (laughs) I found this to be quite interesting because I have thought about this as well. Um, that how does God actually answer prayer? And is prayer answered according to how we pitch it? Mm-hmm. Right? If, if, you present, if you present a really good pitch, mm-hmm. then God is like, okay, 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 cool. That deserves an answer. <laughs> like that lady, you know, like that story about the, the woman who is talking about, you know, the... the Children's bread healing story. Yes. Yes. I can eat the crumbs. crumbs yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the way Jesus responds to that woman, right, almost implies <laughs> that he's saying, because of your witty response, Warola. Warola. Yeah. so it's going to be granted. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because that was quite witty, I have to say. That, that was a smart response. Mm. So mm-hmm. that begs the question mm-hmm. is, the way we, is it about the way we pitch it to mm-hmm. God? Mm-hmm. Uh, does God have. Just like this preference to say, ah, I like T Mac. T Mac, look, Nasga, one sparker, Wakanda, a wire offering. Boom. How, how does it all, how does it all work? Okay. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think I'd like to address your question on a number of levels. Firstly, with the, with the example of the woman there. Uh, the reason that Jesus said that to her is because, you know, in her answer, when she said to Jesus, uh, but even the dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table or from yeah from the children's table. But why that was such an impressive answer was because not not because she was witty and quick on her feet, but the expression of faith that it was. She was basically saying, "You're talking about bread and healing for the children, but compared to the capacity that you have, right?" And what I'm asking you for, this is so small that this is crumbs mm. because of your. You, you, you know, your capacity. Mm. The, so the faith she had in the authority of Jesus is what got her the answer. Because if you read the Mark account, Jesus answers in the passive voice. He says, right. it has, your, your daughter has been healed. Not that I have healed her. Well, I'm going to heal her. But she almost literally grabbed the answer out of Jesus' hands, you know, if you like to think of it that right. way. Just like that woman uh, with the issue of blood didn't ask didn't approach, just grabs, and then power came out of Jesus and healed her, yeah. you know, without any consultation. And he had to be left asking what's going on around me. So that's what was going on there. But in terms of the pitch uh, question, I think what uh, the host was talking about is a kind of <laughs> prayer that uh, is called the prayer of petition. There are different kinds of prayer. Uh, the prayer of supplication, you know, the prayer of petition, uh, requests where you make a simple request, just mm-hmm. ask. Uh, and the prayer of faith or the prayer of consecration where you have, if it's your will, those kind of prayers. They're all different kinds of prayers. Yeah. And the prayer of petition is one in which you are presenting your case where you are treating God as a judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, you present your case 
Uh, and there's stuff in the Bible that shows uh, heaven as a courtroom. Mm-hmm. And those of you who go to certain uh, churches will have been very familiar with uh, this kind of teaching where heaven is a courtroom and entering the courts and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that kind of prayer does uh, require that you present a case, a legal case, because it's a legal issue. It's different from the prayer of request where you're just simply asking your father to do something for you. Right. Dad, I need pocket money. Can you hook me up? Right? When you're praying the prayer petition, there are legal issues that have to be dealt with. Um, someone did something, and these are the legal ramifications, legal in terms of what the Word of God says. Yeah. There's a constitution, and there are things that need to be corrected, or things that need to be addressed, or the accuser has legal grounds to withhold something from the individual or the people that person is praying on behalf of. And this person is bringing... Uh, legal arguments or <clears throat> sorry from the constitution is saying yes but your constitution says your word says this so on the basis of what your word says you need to give you know a can I say a sentence or a judgment so the answer is actually like a judgment uh, on my behalf so that's the kind of uh, prayer that you have there if you look at Moses that's the way that he petitioned God when God said he wanted to destroy the people of Israel he said but no remember you made you swore on oath because God said, I'm going to destroy them and I'm going to start a new generation with you. But he says, but you, but you swore. Yeah. You know? And we know that once an oath is made, God cannot break an oath. You swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So if you destroy these guys and you start a new generation with me, what's, you know, that's, you know, you're no longer God, number one. Number two, the people around are going to hear about it. Yeah. And they're going to say that God was able to take them out, but he wasn't able to carry them through. So he destroyed them in the wilderness because he knew he didn't have capacity to take care of them. So Moses is playing on God's sense of him, you know, God being yeah, his great, his word, his greatness, his ability to, to, to see through what he begins. And he's playing on that almost as if he's playing on someone's ego, you know, like a, a wife stroking a husband's ego. And the husband says, ah, you know, like, you know, maybe something gets bust and then he says, ah, no, manje, manje. You know what I mean? And, right. and the guy feels, ah, yeah, for sure. You know, let me go and do something about it. It's very much like that. <laughs> and then the Bible says that God relented of his anger. Right. You know, and he didn't destroy the people of Israel. So that's the kind of prayer that we're talking about, where you petition God. You also see in Zechariah chapter 3, the vision that Zechariah was seeing, where uh, Joshua, the high priest, entered the presence of God. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, and the accuser of the brethren, Satan was there standing to accuse him, because Satan means accuser. Yeah. So he stands there as a, as a prosecutor, and he's saying, ah, this guy does not deserve to be blessed, doesn't deserve to receive your answer, doesn't deserve to have a child, whatever the case is, because I've got a rap sheet. And then, you know, the angel of the Lord said, may the Lord rebuke you. He wasn't even allowed to open his mouth. Because if he was going to open his mouth and say stuff, he would probably have had legal grounds to disqualify Joshua, who was supposed to be the holiest man in the land anyway, because he was a high priest. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's that kind of prayer. Um, and that's where you have to pitch your case, yes. But not, it's not the way that you pray all the time. The different prayers for different situations. There are things that you don't even pray about. Some things you just speak and you command. Yeah. You know, you know, but people call it a prayer of faith, but it's not a prayer. It's actually a declaration. Okay. Like Jesus did with the tree, you know, and he just spoke and it withered, that kind of thing. All right. And then the other perception that we have, 
um, yeah, so, the, so on the one hand, it's that, you know, God is, uh, how we pray has a bearing on how he answers, but then there's also the when he answers. Mm-hmm. We just have this idea, or let me not just say we, I sometimes have this idea that if he hasn't answered it within a certain time frame, he didn't like my prayer and he did, he's just not going to answer it. So I don't know if I'm alone in that, but for those who might be on board with me, <laughs> it's, it's, where does that even come from? Like, why do we need things done like Ibabo? Yeah. Well, I think it's a reasonable expectation because, you know, in the world that we live in, okay, from a worldly point of view anyway, in terms of expectation, um, if you don't get something immediately, that shows that the service provider is useless and you change your service provider. If you're in a queue and it's taking too long, if it's an eco-cash queue and people are struggling with the number and mm. their PIN and they're having to restart because <laughs> they they locked the phone screen before they could put in their PIN and then mm. start all over again. You know what I mean? And you're in that queue, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, let me go into another queue. Mm. You know, because we are all about instant. Mm. Time is money. Time is precious. You know, and so that's where the expectation comes from when we come to God. And even in the way that we deal with things. I mean, you wouldn't expect with your own father, you ask him for something. Dad, can I have... Oh, yeah, and then... Dad, I need school fees. I need school, no, school fees. School fees is a lot now. better. You know, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, or, or Dad, can I, can, I, can I go with my friends to, you know, to a party? And Dad says, okay, the party's on Saturday. And you've asked him on Wednesday. And Dad asks, you know, answers next week. You know, after the party's done, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it kind of feels like that in, you know, in the Christian walk. And Jesus was very much upfront with that, you know, about that. He said, if you look at the parables that Jesus told on prayer, two of them, uh, the one of the friend with the loaves and the one of the woman and then just judge, both of them have people petitioning over an extended period of time, asking continuously, please, please, please. Until the people end up doing it for the guys that were asking, not because they loved the guy or because they were, you know, because of their responsibilities and their duties, uh, in the case of the judge, but because I just want to get this person out of my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and Jesus says, this is how you ought to be with prayer. Persistent. You have to be persistent. That is his teaching on prayer. Now, of course, there are prayers where you can uh, ask him and you can get stuff right away. In fact, in Isaiah 65, verse 24, uh, you know, the Bible says, while, you know, before you've even spoken, I'll answer. Mm-hmm. Or while the words are yet in your mouth, mm. I've, I've already done it. Yeah. So there is that dimension in which God can go ahead of us while you're still thinking. And I have testimonies of that happening to me, and I'm sure you guys have as well. While you're thinking, before you even ask God, and it's just a thought in your head, you find exactly what it is that you want to ask God, you know, coming to you. And you're like, wow, you know, Amazing. I didn't even get to pray for it. Mm. It just came to me, but mm. I was thinking, I'm going to pray about it. So there is that dimension. But the one thing that Jesus speaks of both times on separate occasions, prayer is a long slog. That's what it is. Um, that's one. And then you also have the reality of spiritual warfare. I mean, when the angel comes to Daniel and says, from the day that you made your prayer, God answered you on that day uh, and I was sent. But for these past 21 days, I've been held up by the Prince of Persia, and I need a Michael to come and help me. So in the heavenly realm, God has answered. But here on earth, uh, Daniel is having to wait three weeks. But in that three weeks, it's a time in, in which he's fasting, the Daniel fast and whatever. 
So there's a lot of ways that you could answer or you could skewer that without necessarily saying that because God did not answer my prayer. And I would say it's sometimes a matter of faith, a matter of revelation, understanding of the word of God, in that when you do ask for something, um, how persistent are you um, and how much faith also, faith also plays a very important part in getting answers. Many times people ask what they think they have to be faith is actually not faith. Uh, it is something else, but they think it's faith. Um, and I don't know if I have time to unpack that for you. Uh, if I can just give an example or if I can ask you a question. If we said, for example, uh, let's believe God for a one-week uh, holiday in Mauritius, for example, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that that would happen in the next five days. God will make it happen in the next five days. Mm -hmm. And then someone said to you the same thing, but let's believe God will do this by this time next year. Mm -hmm. Which situation would you have more faith for? <laughs> Most likely the next year one. Do you see that? So your faith isn't, because it's the same God, same request and it's the same God who can make it happen. But the reason that one would have faith for something happening further down the road in the future is because then their faith is not necessarily actually in God. Mm. It's in time because you're thinking over a year, uh, then I can have a friend, by then a friend can come and hook me up. There all the circumstances that could make it happen. There's more time for those circumstances to line up and mm. events to line up. You could get a bonus or you could have good sales at, in, in your business, all that kind of thing. But in five days, a space of five days, it has to be an absolute miracle. Yeah. for God to make it happen. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you, at the end of the day, and, and it's underlying is subtle, you know, and that's why it was a bit of a revelation for me uh, that sometimes we think we have faith in God, but actually we have faith in circumstance. We have faith in the passage of time more than we have faith in God. Mm. Um, and so some of the time, if someone says to you, but, you know, have faith, in God, like Jesus said to the guys, you know, after he, you know, the tree was, he said, have faith in God. Mm. And like, so what do you think we have faith in, bruh? You know, <laughs> and these are people who have been healing the sick, raising right. the dead. You know what I mean? They've been yeah. doing the work, you know, casting out devils in the yeah. name of the Lord by faith. And then, oh, you think so? What do you say, you know, no, have faith in God. So that's one of, I think that's, it's a whole mix. And yeah. um, sometimes we'll, we'll know, sometimes we won't know this side of eternity. Yeah. Uh, but, What's important is to know that an answered prayer does not mean that God does not want to answer, that he will never answer, uh, but that we get up and we go again and we keep asking. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important uh, response. Hey. All right. Wow, this, this is actually very helpful and very insightful. Thank you, Kowaza. Um, and I think, you know, the, the purpose of this episode today was just really to talk about these things that we sometimes think about or sometimes don't even think about anymore because we've become so accustomed to um, just these narratives yeah. and these, these pictures. And I think what's most important is just to pause and ask yourself that how have some of these things actually affected how I view God, um, how I view my walk with God. Mm. And um, C.S. Lewis says something amazing. He something profound. He talks about... Uh, pictures and imagination and he says in I think it's a mere Christianity where he's talking about how if if a picture the purpose of a picture or an image that your mind creates right where God is concerned is is that it's supposed to help you right it's supposed to help you uh, 
I guess, get a better glimpse of who God is. And he says, the moment a picture, a metaphor, and an, an analogy ceases to do that, then discard it, get rid of it, because it's not helping you. And I think that's something that's important. So, yeah, this has been really good. Thank you, Kowaza. Right. Yeah, I think you said everything that needs to be said. Thank you. Well done. I know, I know I'm deep. <laughs> Thanks, well, Kowaza. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. It's a pleasure always yeah. being and here. I, I know there's a whole lot more we could talk about, but I think for today... This has been Radiant Culture. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.